you are listening to Let's Go, the weekly anime podcast about weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and The Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's the microphone knocking Dwayne. Hey, I was trying not to do that and then I did it anyway. And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering anime that aired the week of the 31st of October to the 6th of November 2021. And we're going to start off with The Vampire Dies in No Time, episode 5. The Longest Day (laughs) of Sujigiri Nagiri. Plus, Katsakute and Handa, Day Off, History. All the noise happening right at the start, just yeah. just to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> so, first part is Dangerous Vampire. He's on the roam. He can turn his blood into a sickle. And hmm. we can't kill him because he's taken his soul out of his body and hidden it away somewhere. In a, what is that, a phylactery? Is that what that's called? Yeah. Uh, with like a lich? It's like a lich. Yeah, it's a phylactery, yeah. but it's a lich in D&D. Um, yeah, this makes him like a. They make him. He's above A level or something like that as yeah. a threat. So it seems like it's going to get serious. The show is going to be like, oh, yes. finally, they're going to do some real vampire hunting, and yeah. this guy's an actual threat. And we do see him murder a cop at the start. And immediately and... cuts to Drackle and John, and John digs up a tiny coffin with a little doll inside it. He's like, oh, cool. I'm going to take this to the vampire hunter place while I'm waiting for Ronaldo. Oh. Um... Yeah, he's about to ambush uh, the lady from the uh, Vampire Control Authority mm. uh, when he suddenly falls to the ground with the hurt back because we cut to Dracul and he's accidentally dropped him on the pavement and stepped on him. But this uh, isn't. This is uh, this is after he's um, dropped him and done various things. Then while those same three children beat the shit out of oh, him. Oh yes, basically. yeah, they cover him in glue, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our vampire hunter lady is like, "Oh, this is some distressed citizen. He's trying to explain something to me, but he keeps screaming in pain from all the things Dracul accidentally keeps doing to him, including yes. um, the the server at the at the restaurant slash vampire hunter guild is um, has spilled hot milk all over him." <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that's that's when that's when he's about to ambush her. Is the hot milk? It's when he's about to ambush, mm. when the kids are about to get. That's why the kids. Attack. They get the drop at him because yeah. he, he's been stepped on at that yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, um, they have to take his clothes off of the doll, which takes his clothes off in reality. Yes. So his clothes are part of it. So, okay, it's some kind of pervert. And it's a good thing we have a stereotypical homosexual man because he carries a tiny doll. Yes. He's a, he's a lot more reasonable in his presentation in this episode than he was in his introductory episode. Well, he's, just, he's just playing with a doll. Yes. Like, that's, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it now feels like he's no longer predatory. He's just a buddy with Drackle. Um, he's just a, he's just a weirdo weirdo for being gay not great but everyone in this show is a fucking weirdo so yes you know. um yeah they dress him up uh in a basque and uh fishnet tights so he's dressed like um black canary which yeah yeah which then causes that to appear in reality as well mm. uh, so it's a very pe- soul effigy i think that he calls it um something yeah, like that yeah uh and how does he die? How uh, kill him in the end? Oh, it's Ronaldo's coming in to complain to Dracul. Yeah. And he does, like, at one point they do hit him in the nuts while, like, dropping him on a menu or something. Uh, it's yeah. very odd. Um, but how does, Ronaldo ends up killing him, basically. He does, yeah. And, I, I, I don't, it, he, yeah, he ends up, the doll ends up, like, head first inside the the uh, remains of Drackle after Drackle's died. And I can't yeah, remember yeah. exactly how it killed... It doesn't seem to finish him off, but we see, like, the doll has evaporated into uh, dust as well. Presumably you, you kill the soul thing, that makes him entirely... Like, he feels like he's died, and also he is killable now. Yes, so, I guess, yeah. yeah, his soul's probably gone back into his body. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, good episode, but the next segment, I think, was my favourite cats are cute uh, it was the third part was my favorite again uh hand has become the mvp for me in this show the cat was great don't get me wrong uh what's the cat's name uh, oh shit it has a name yeah i keep saying it as well Ugh. cute neighborhood fat cat basically, yes he may, he may show up again um, i figure he, i think he's in the intro because I, I did see on top of the 
the Iron Maiden that your man has, there was a cat. And I was like, oh, that's probably a thing. And I was like, I didn't realize this is how they're going to bring it in. Yeah, he's not been added to the Wikipedia yet. Anyway, there's a cat in the there's a cat in the crawl space above Ronaldo's flat. Uh, and they didn't want to get him down because they didn't want him defecating up there. Mm, and the inspector has shown up for a surprise yes. inspection, but it's more so dealing with the mundane yes. problem of having a cat in the crawl and space. And she, she has crawled out of the crawl space below the flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's thematic. Um, but yeah, she's all for... Like, both Ronaldo, as Dracula points out, has nothing better to do, which makes him feel sad. And she says, oh, well, I'll help. So it's like, oh, you got nothing better to do as well. And then they both feel sad, which is just a great bit of just personal injury that he's given to these people that considering he dies all the time and yeah a couple of times this episode yeah yeah the, and i mean they kill him you know multiple times we don't see once they've what well, once they get but yeah first of all they try and send john and he gets his head stuck under a pipe mm. but we don't see later on that apparently he was bitten by the cat mm. um, um they try to lure they him out the with food thing. and yeah, she's like eats all the biscuits because he's got some leftover biscuits. They're gonna try and lure him out. And They're too delicious, though. So, yes, yeah, so and then she goes off in a reverie of imagining her at home with Drackle. Like, yeah, it's like, hi, honey, I, I baked this for you. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, and it's just like me mm, would make a good house husband. You crap at everything else, but yeah, yes. I'm, um, I'm so then they go yeah. the standard plan of murder him, pour his dust in the crawl space, and have him like shoot it out, but. He just continuously dies um, from the cat scratching and biting him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, Hidaichi uh, is is the woman, and yes, yeah, the cat emerges and bites her hand, hmm. and then it turns out he's a vampire cat, and now <laughs> she's under his thrall, and he hmm. explains his plan as he fights Ronaldo that he's going to uh, take over the world, make humans. Own, their only purpose will be to open cans of cat food. <laughs> um, I mean, like people like cats anyway. I, I feel like you really don't need to go to this extent, buddy. But all right. Um, and he ends up biting Ronaldo, and he's bitten John. Mm. Uh, he's, he's hip, and he's bitten Drackle multiple times, but Drackle's will is too powerful; he can't hypnotize him. Mm. Uh, so what he's going to do is, well, he'll just use him seven days a week as cat litter. And they're like, well, no, he's really good at he, he's he's good at making food. Okay, you can make food three days a week, and you can be cat litter the other four days. Uh, there's some there's some great acting from um, your one uh, as as she's being a thrall to this cat, um, where she's bad at acting like a thrall. She doesn't know quite what a thrall should yes. say, uh, which is a good bit of pretend bad acting from an actual good actor um i was also like yeah great stuff um so they kill drackle again but drackle's got a plan he has phoned up the editor <laughs> the <laughs> toughest man he knows yes and he's like now you're in trouble this pile of dust explaining that now they're in trouble um and yeah mm. he shows up but he too loves cats he doesn't need to be hypnotized by them in order to love them and so he goes to take the cat home like he gets bitten by the cat and everything it's just like but i already love you you're for me and me alone and um i figured the joke was going to be they like spayed or neutered the cat that's what i thought um, but then it yeah it's very clear that it shows you his balls in the very last shot of the story yeah yeah i mean so, it shows that anytime anyone picks up the cat as well so um yeah he's just been um love bombed i guess into yes. submission mm. uh yeah also probably very stern rules <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine he's now very much an indoor cat, not allowed out. Mm. Mm. Um, or he's making him write a book about being a vampire cat. That could also <laughs> could be a possibility. <laughs> it could freaking be, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the third part, Hander shows up again on his day off to hang out with his new best buddy, Drackle. Uh, he's such a fucking weirdo i kind of love him you know like he angrily wants to hang out with draco uh, also so he can explain his whole deal and get shit ronaldo potentially yes um and he has put together a presentation it's just like being in an office as draco says i thought he was going to have a powerpoint presentation of the history of himself and ronaldo but um no it's a uh slideshow 
that he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also produced loads of paperwork that he needs Trackle to read before the meeting. <laughs> Just so you know the backstory, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then basically uh-huh. it's the tale of uh, Ronaldo and Hander's time when they were at high school together. And it was literally like Ronaldo came up to him and was like, hey, I hear you want to be in, in vampire hunting, like the official thing. I'm going to be a vampire hunter, so we'll be in like the same kind of industry. And he's like, how fucking dare you get the fuck away? And it's like, he just added in for this other kid. Yes. For no good. This friendly kid, Ronaldo's just being nice. like. But the presentation from Hander's point of view is to convince Dracul about how horrible Ronaldo was as a child. <laughs> And it's not everything. Everything is a evidence against him. It's very funny the bias he has. Um, um, yeah, like here's I as a dampier, I can take blood pills to give myself. What was it like ten seconds of superhuman speed yeah. and strength? And he uses this to like buy all the bread at lunch, so that Ronaldo can't get any, and just very other petty fucking things. Yeah, yeah. The, the big part of the story is the time they were accidentally trapped in the sports storage room hmm. uh, with a inferior vampire. Hmm. Uh, so it was him, uh, Ronaldo, and also a guy from the newspaper club who had been following. Used to follow them around, them around because yeah. Handa will start shit and it'll make a good story. Their other friend, for lack of better term. Yes, and he gets, he's the first one to be swallowed by the vampire, and he says, uh, take the camera, it's all fully set up, it's in focus. <laughs> They're like, well, you'll really be a great journalist one day. Um, and... uh, the vampire sucks a little bit of blood off him, but mostly dissolves his pants. Yes. Uh... Um, yeah, and then Henda says, it's like, okay, you distract him, Ronaldo, I'll take a blood pill and sort all this out. So Ronaldo gets his pants eaten as well. And uh, he throws them onto like a space heater, I think. Yes, he puts the space heater on and explains that vampires are susceptible to fire. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, you could have done that without me getting swallowed by it. Uh, and then they're locked in because a, a broom had fallen across the door handle outside. And mm. a teacher opens it and the teacher's going inside. And as he's going inside, Handa just slips out unseen. And so Ronaldo and the kid from the photography, uh, the newspaper club get in trouble for not wearing any trousers. And the picture he, he presented at the start to show his debauchery, yes. uh, to show Ronaldo's debauchery, it was like, but you put him in this situation that his pants yes. got dissolved. It's not that he's a weird yes. creep or anything. And um, also it's like, yes, now Ronaldo thinks he owes me a great debt, but I fucking got us trapped in there. <laughs> that was my plan the whole fucking time. And I'll be, oh, Ronaldo's been kept out of the building through various celery traps that he's planted yes. around the building, and he's getting texts from John. And John's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Although I love every time they cut the John, he's looking at the messages come up. He's like, "Oh shit!" Um, or even when Dracula says, "It's like I put my phone on silent," then and John yes. just kind of like puts his little paws over his nose. <laughs> Anytime something interesting doesn't happen, cut the John. It'll be great. Um, but at this stage, Ronaldo has come back and has heard Amanda. Just give him the whole fucking game away. So, yes. Does he punch him backwards out of a window? He I punches him backwards out of the window and then mm. just wonders if he could get them to pay for it again this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm liking that character, but I'm liking the show in general. Yeah, I mean, the animation's not super show offy, no. but the shots tend to be well positioned. It's like the yeah, positioning yeah. of the characters in a scene. And I don't know how much of that is just straight out the comic, possibly. Um, could be, could be. Just taking your um, good blocking and everything. Yeah. And also, the performances are fantastic. So, yeah. That's doing a lot as well. Then we've got Ranking of Kings, episode four, His First Journey, in which we head <laughs> off on a quest where the greatest danger may be one of the people who's going on the journey with you. Mm. Um, as it is Boji, uh, Dorsus isn't his name, and I can't remember what the other, the younger one is called. Yeah, he's he's not like a knight or anything, he's just like a page or something. Yeah, the guy who was fully behind Boji in episode one. Um, yeah, and we do get a, a, at least part, I assume, of the backstory of why he's cool with Boji. And I was like, that's enough, really, that the, the, the kid, like, it's basically him crying at his parents' grave. Yeah. And Boji comes over and puts a flower down. And he um and he's just like, Oh, he's just a little kid, he just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. But then you can see he's laid a bunch of the same flowers at his mother's giant grave, because she's giant. Um and it's just like, Oh, he fucking 
gets it. Like he's being kind to me because I've suffered in a way he has as well. And it's just like, yeah, I'm going to stick by this kid. And we get it's, a little, nice yeah, we get a little bit of uh, Dorsus's background with so we see Hilling teaching him sign language. Yeah, he's been tasked with teaching Boji the sword, and his sword style is based off of Boss's uh, power sword style. Yeah, uh, that, that that's the big thing that, mm. in my head, is driving me a little crazy. Is particularly, it's like okay, we we learn we learn more about how the king's ranking works. Yes, yeah. Uh, there's, there's literally a dude who goes around, and um, when you first become king, and presumably you can change rank as you yes. do king stuff. Yeah, yeah, fight some a... giant stone golem is part of it, but they, he explains that because we get like a little flashback of mm. it's uh, Bebin and Apis fighting mm. it, and they can't beat it. But then Boss just wanders up and smashes it, and the guy, yeah. yeah, the guy from the council says, "Well, on strength alone, he would have been number one." And Apis is like, but a kingdom is more than just strength. Yeah, yeah and Apis is like, oh, I'm a little suspicious. I hear things. I got friends in high places, and I keep on hearing that the people who get to the number one in the ranking of kings, they get to take a treasure out of the from, divine from the... treasure vault. Yes, and they and always pick always the same, the same one, and then they go mm-hmm. insane. And, and Grand's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. And then, as if to demonstrate this, we presumably meet one of these insane people later in the episode. Yeah. Or at least someone who's been through the ranking in some fucking regard, because, yes. yeah. Um, mm. And possibly we may also get a hint as to what the item is. Um, mm. <laughs> and I also wonder whether all these things were quite so close together in the comic. <laughs> Yeah, it, again, obviously it's been put together because um, edited for TV rather than edited yes. for comic. Or that's the thing they're going for. But the other thing is, obviously, they know where it went after. So they're like, okay, but, yeah. so we have to put, show this part and then we'll backwards show the bit leading up to that. And it's like, yeah, it, it's yeah. messing with the timing a bit. Yeah, so the, the only thing which is driving me a little screwy, uh, not, I mean, a bit, part, a bit of it is you can't compare it to Dororo yet. Uh, <laughs> sure but particularly in this episode where you've got Dida and the mirror saying we must get hold of boss's strength we need boss's strength uh, i'm finally going to get boss's strength right now when Dida has a bad dream uh at the end of the episode now yeah. in the comic you know more about boss's strength you know that in volume one of the comic so in this, they're trying to keep that quiet, whereas in... Sorry, in the comic... Yeah. Sorry, in the show, they're trying to keep that quiet, but in the comic, you're aware of what the strength is, that kind of thing. Because initially, it's the mirror telling um, our new king to be like, hey, you need to go steal his strength. He's like, no, I want to win on my own merits. And he fights that golem, gets his ass kicked, and he's like, okay, yeah, I had a bad dream about how my brother might be better than me, so I do need that strength, actually. Could you could you get that for me? Yeah, I think he got entirely the wrong message out of that dream. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fair, like that. That's de- like I. I think it was definitely like a thing. Like Boji will support you. He will be your greatest strength. Yes. He's there for you if you fucking let him. But and also the fact that he keeps getting back up. It's yes. just like no, no. That's that's a kingly attribute. But and you all- picked it up as like shit. Like, yes. My my older brother might get to be king, so I better steal my father's strength. Whatever yes. the fuck that means. And you also got your mother in your dream saying, "Do not open the Pandora's box." And the, and, the, and, and the broken mirror saying, he's like, no, totally open the fucking box. And then he opens the box and is surrounded by darkness. And the only thing keeping him safe is Boji. Hmm. A tiny little boat, even tinier than he really is. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but every time he gets knocked down, he gets right back up. He does. Uh, which he has to do in this, because he's off on a walk throughout the rest of the episode. They go to a town. He goes to watch his puppet show. Uh, pays the man with a nice shiny gold coin. And then takes a nap by the fountain, but a thief has spotted him giving this money away and has stolen his bag. I did like the nice thing of that, the thief just going like, that guy had a gold coin, I'm going to sneak into the background here. And then you don't really see him in the rest no. of it, it's nice. Uh, and they're like, what was in the bag? Well, nothing important, but there was a letter to Hilling's mother. Which from Hilling? It's like yeah. you, you lost the Queen's fucking letter. Um, that's... I, 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 I'm supposed to be mad, but for some reason I'm strangely not mad. Um, mm. 
Let this be your lesson, young Boji. Yes. Now let's have and a meal, and I will ask Hokuro what he thinks about obeying all orders from superiors, regardless of what the orders might be. Mm-hmm. And Hokuro is like, well, no, I don't think I could do that. Uh, uh, which obviously is going to really pile on the guilt uh, to him later on. Uh, then they're wandering through some woods, and Boji follows a butterfly, falls down a spiked pit trap. <laughs> this isn't before, while leaving town, they come across the Oh, they find the bag, out yes. Out of town. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's right there. Nothing, pretty much everything's, everything's in it. I mean, back, like, the yeah. money's stolen, but yeah, it's fine. Mm, and yeah, <laughs> once, once we get to the bit with the meat, but before we get to the bit with the meat, he falls down a spiked yes. pit, uh, which leads to a cave. Um... And inside the cave is a king. Um, he, the only way you can tell he's a king is the little crown. Yes. As standard. But like he appears to be wearing, I'm going to say, a, a like a, a whole bodysuit made out of leaves or fur. It's not Yeah, it's like uh, one of those, uh, it's like a Morris dancing type thing. Yeah, with all the little, like it's basically made out of tassels. Similar to, yes. To I can't remember hmm. like, what, it's not Morris dancing specifically, but it's that sort of folk uh tradition where yeah and much like a morris dancer he's dressed like a lunatic because he kind of is um yes. this does not seem like a stable fellow you want to be around for any length of time because he's he seems very amicable kind of in as much as he could be to boji and he's like look look at the beautiful circle of life after a boar has fallen on the same spikes that boji managed to dodge because he's good at dodging uh cooks it and we see like a big spirit monster sucking up the souls of dead animals and spitting out new animals it seems yes and he's like yeah this is the great thing we'll do a big a very well animated dance of uh in thanks of this spirit and i was like yeah i'd wonder what my next meal is going to be looks at small child um, <laughs> but he's like i gotta go gotta go i'll be off um <laughs> He meets with the lads because he sees the torchlight at night. Um, and they said, oh, we saw the fire that you set. Um, should we, why, like, why did you set the fire up there? And, and Boji's like, kind of like, do not go up there. <laughs> that would be bad. Or desticulate, that kind of thing. So he, he got he got out of a hairy situation there. So it's time to sit down to dinner with the lads. Uh, yes, he's about to tuck into some meat when suddenly... Two throwing knives come out of nowhere and throw his meat towards some foxes who run off with the meat. Um, and then later, Which Boji's initially happy yes. with because it's like, yeah, the fox is like, oh, Boji, look, she's taking it to her kids. Um, she's probably going to feed them with it. Yes. So they end up dead in the morning. Yep. And uh, Domas is like. Those knives must have been poisoned. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, Domas. <laughs> And these are Bebin's knives. What is he up to? Um, you're, um, where are you, Bebin? And of course, by this point, your brain is. Particularly because we've had the bit in the pit when he's thought back to Karge saying you protect him wherever he goes. Uh, just in case you didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. It, we don't see Karge, but it definitely feels like it's Karge. Is Bebin's instructions <laughs> has been to protect him from the shadows. Yeah, listen, I might be ordered to murder you, so I need someone else to make sure that doesn't happen. And this this kind of way, like, again, like he was asking, would you work against the orders you were given? Um, it, it Like, I, I, I like the way this episode sets it up. It's just like, yeah, this guy is fucking sus as fuck and just confirms it at the end, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then they get to a town near the gateway to the underworld <laughs> and we get like a, some brief information about the underworld apparently they've got the is it the most chivalrous knights don't mass destroys them as yeah they they hold back the reason why this town can prosper right next to the fucking gates of the underworld is this great order of knights that keeps it all together um so you guys a room hockeray right, well i'll go and show the prince the gateway to hell <laughs> uh you know no no it, it, yeah, it's a giant hole in the ground, kind of like a, like a sinkhole, and there's this fire spewing out of it. And it's like, and it's like, don't worry, buddy, it only comes out every couple of minutes. So when it's, you know, after it's shot up, you can have a look in, and you won't get shot in the face with fire. So go, go have a look there, have a, have a poke, like, see what, see what you see. <laughs> and yes, don't be afraid. You did look over the edge to see the bottom of hell. 
And then once Boji's over the edge, she pushes him in. Uh, with a look, uh, of, a look of betrayal on Boji's face as he falls backwards into the pit. Hmm. And then Deobas strides away, tries to be evil with an evil cackle, and then it breaks down into tears because he remembers all the good times he's had with Boji and what a terrible thing he's just done. Yeah, because like the 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 thing that would make you think, oh, it's it's not Dormas. It couldn't be like he's he's he looks like he's acting suspect the whole episode, but maybe he's not because that that flashback that he had with the um, him is like oh, I don't know if I can teach this kid swordplay, but then like him trying to make that connection and actively going to learn sign language rather than working through the maid who spoke sign language and like being delighted that Boji like was uh, was responding to him and opening up to him. Um, it's just like oh man, he really likes this kid, and it's just like. Yeah, kill kill that kid that you that you really like. Go for it. So yeah. Um but next episode I think we're getting the King Boss stuff, it seems. Maybe I didn't I, did, I didn't look at the uh, the uh stuff. So that that might be the place to put it, maybe. Because then you've got right. the you you draw out the cliffhanger for another <laughs> another couple uh, the, of weeks. Yeah, they've definitely killed off the main character uh, episode <laughs> four. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I believe this will, the falling into the pit will lead us to meet uh, Death Har and Death Par. Okay. Uh, the King of the Netherworld and the King of the Netherworld's younger brother. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm still enjoying this. Uh, maybe, like like you're saying, maybe the comic way is the best way to get the story. I mean, that's often the way, isn't it? Like, the book is better than the movie. Yeah. Or... Um, I just feel like, yeah, I th- feel like the doing a little bit of a disservice to i mean there's little things which particularly i was like but those things i'm not so bothered but particularly not knowing the boss stuff yeah it does seem a little off but yeah once it's out there which hopefully it's next week the the uh, show is definitely concerned with uh emotional stuff yes. um it, it, drama and that kind of thing but um also in terms of drama it, it's concerned with like ooh a mystery because um, it's just like, well, why couldn't it have shown the queen healing him at the start of the last yeah. episode? Because like you say, it changes the context of that meeting later on because you expect her to be on Boji's side. And she is by voting him out. Yes. From her point of view, she yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and yeah, it's, it's making you think negative things about a character just to serve a mystery, which the yeah. comic isn't necessarily doing. Um, mm. uh, but yeah. And hopefully then I can properly talk, compare it to Dororo next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, because that's definitely, and yeah, there's definitely, and particularly the the thing with the, uh, the, the king in the woods, that felt like a lot of, that felt quite like a Tezuka whimsy piece. It, it suddenly became magical in a different way than it wasn't yeah. before. But I really like that it has that, and, and the guy keeps it up the whole time while being a ridiculous mad king in the forest. Um, it, it's that level of menace that it has the, yes. the whole time in the background. It's it's very nicely done, that whole sequence. Yeah, particularly the dancing bit when he's he's making Boji dance and we see Boji like trying to, like cop, looking at his limbs and then trying to match the limb movements. And he like as it goes on, like he's more matching it. Like yes. this seemingly random dance. It's like, yeah, but he's matching this man for... Dance yeah. move for dance move, so yeah. Yeah, I thought that was probably the best bit of animation this episode. Maybe the best bit of animation in the series so far in terms of like... It's, it is very well done. Considered yeah, yeah. character work. Um, yeah, yeah. And just excellent um, physical movement and not one that would be... It's not like a, a really good walk cycle or anything. Yes. This one's like, that's a lot more hard to do. To, yes. To show movement and weight. Yeah, yeah and having different sized people try and do the same moves but they're not doing yes. identical moves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it's yeah they're not perfectly in sync yeah it feels naturalistic but with two character designs which are anything but natural human and, shapes. and he's and kind of similar to a human shape yeah it's still a gorgeous show but yeah it was a particularly nice piece then what are we looking at here uh we're looking at sakugan no work no life um, in which it's time to pay back your uh, to the state of Jolly Jolly through hard labour. Uh, but you're not going to do that in Jolly Jolly, just near Jolly Jolly? Yeah, what's, what, what, what's, is it Windy... What's it called? Windy Valley or something? Windy something, Forest? Something like that. Anyway, there's no wind, and also there's no forest. Um, 
Well, as far as up to a point. Up to a point, yeah. yes. Uh, it's This felt very My Two Dads. Uh, as all of a sudden she's got two dads in this episode. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of going to contrast him off other adults. Um, yes. Uh, similar to like the last episode, uh, which I, I think is a, is a fun way to do it. Because obviously this is a guy who's very much so on the higher education and enjoying the finer things in life. Um, like, I like the fact that he goes on a whole nature tirade. It's like, ah, oh, yes, see that bird there? That's the females actually build the nest. That's how I know it's a she. Um, and it's like, oh, that flower there. And he'll talk He'll talk about this kind of stuff. He will talk about the, the stuff he learned in college. And she also went to college. She has several yes. doctors, as she'll let you know. So uh, the dad's kind of like, I feel fucking put out in this whole situation. <laughs> Yes, it's like suddenly having this adult male uh, figure who has more in common you, with you than your own dad. Um, mm, mm. And uh, the, the actual dad, the parent, the adult, sulking because of that. <laughs> yes, this is basically to set up uh, a bit of information that these like uh, environments underground are being sustained by something called animus, I think they call it. Yes, uh, and some it's it's the fuel or the grease we don't freaking know of this ancient machinery that we don't know how to fix anymore but it does in this this giant um what do they call it like the breath of god or something like that um this whole industrial complex that apparently just makes air underwater therefore it makes wind um and there's one of the lights on the board is uh red so that's bad uh so i want you to fix it and then the dad kind of realizes the whole thing because he's like, oh, no, this is the end. This is the beginning of the end. And it's like, wait, so that whole spiel about nature and shit beforehand was like just to get us to fix your personal problem. Yeah. Um, and he just wants to map the, them to the area because they can't get to where it is on the board that is uh, damaged. But uh, the kid is obviously like, I'm going to fucking fix it as well. That's what I'm about. Yes. Uh, and he's explained like, the importance of like keeping all this stuff so future generations uh can experience it mm. uh we also learn they, they figure out where the break is because the map that she's got is showing she's like figured out what some of the symbols on the map means they relate to these pipes there's a gap yeah. here that's where it is and we just have to follow this pipe we'll be able to find the problem um so they they have to put on um Protective suits. Because it's like, yeah, it'll protect you from most animus exposure. <laughs> I, I didn't like that most. Um, <laughs> they're initially just following like her kind of instinct for getting around because they, they view this um, industrial complex machine, whatever the hell you'd call it, from higher up. And she's like, okay, yeah, the area is there. But she can't seem to get to it. And it's getting lost several times that caused her to realize, wait, this map is actually like a map of the, the animus lines of these pipes. And also this whole place is constantly shifting walls and everything, so it does change. So uh, following the power lines is better than actually following the road. And she tries to save some vultures and ends up getting covered in the Animus. Um, but luckily the suit and Tony uh, have protected her. <laughs> and protected the baby vultures, so that's good. Um Yes, yeah, she she was covering them up. Um, uh, I did like the inversion of like the horror of the the wasteland part of the forest, and there's like a vulture clearly eating something, which is much more horrifying than seeing like the little bunny rabbits jumping around in the nice part of the forest. But then when she sees the baby vultures, it's like, oh, it's just like yeah, the, it's circle of life. Is like vultures are also part of this. That yes. was the mother vulture coming to yeah. feed the babies. So, yeah, you know. uh, yeah, Meru explained that as well. He was like, yeah, exactly. Like all um, the, it was a nice thing. It's like yeah. even even the ugly parts are important. Yeah, yeah. they all play their part in the system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, which I wonder if that is going to be a theme for the human characters as well um, mm -hmm. as it goes along. I'm next wondering if those kaiju things have something to do with that balance yes. keeping. Yeah. Uh, next week, justice for villains is the episode. Hmm. Uh, did they actually get paid? I know Gagumba was asking for a... for the extra. We're not just bringing you there; yes. we're actually fixing it. So we should get paid a little extra. <laughs> well, he does seem to be gambling the next episode, so maybe they get paid, and he's going to lose it all next episode. Yeah, they... We also seem to get our fourth uh, character 
Yeah. Sorry, not fourth. Uh, our other character we haven't seen that's a recurring character, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the go- it's probably promising that they're like they've announced like as far as episode ten episode titles already. So. Oh wow! Okay. Oh my Tony is. Uh... We learned the secret origin of Tony, the stuffed alpaca. Episode ten. <laughs> um... <laughs> Righty ho. Then we've got Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, episode 56, The Inherited Heart. Uh, in which we go to Vern Palace. Uh, hmm. We find Die. We find Baron. Die's like, Mom, you've got to heal him. And she's like, I can't heal him. The spells won't work unless they've got some life left in them. So, yeah, technically Baron's already dead, but he can carry on talking for a little bit. Uh, actually, for most uh, yeah, of the episode. Talking... <laughs> yeah, he, I, I'm guessing he's talking like through the dragon mark and shit. It's like that's the only reason he can talk. But it's like, yeah, not enough life force to actually be healed, yes. just enough to soliloquy yes. a little before he dies. I can move um... my mouth now. I can just move my mustache because it makes it easier for the animators. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I, I like the. Um, I'm surprised they didn't kind of lean on that. They do it a little in the end credits bit, but um, it's like, hey, where's 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 Baron? What's up with him? And it's like he's like as stone like like just floating in midair like and then he's blocked the explosion with his body and there's like a silhouette of undamaged yes uh, a barren silhouette basically Um, i was like i'm sorry you know that's a really nice visual but yeah yeah essentially he explains how he protected everybody by grasping Mm. the black core and covering it in his draconic aura uh Mm. so essentially i guess he took most of the blast um yeah it should have done more damage technically uh and then he's like i've been a terrible dad die yeah that monster who raised you he's your dad i'm not your dad and i like no you're my dad grabs That's my grandpa. Grabs. yes <laughs> it's like yeah i still love him and everything it's like what's that die i can't hear you my ears have also died yes it's if only i could hear you <laughs> and crocodile gets to do the hand the shoulder thing like die die this is your last fucking chance, buddy. You gotta, you gotta like let him know and shit. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's all very sad and tears and. And then her uncle's like, "Okay, let's go kill Vern." And they're like, <laughs> "Uncle." <laughs> well, Pop's like, "Like, dude, come on. He's he's fucking. He just watched his dad die and shit." And it's like, "Yeah, but if we let him, if we let him off, they'll just go and gain power and get a whole bunch more generals again." It's like, "Get him, hit him while the iron's hot," you know. So I know what it's like to have your dad die. Um, mm. So yeah, he's so they go, but they don't have to go very far because Mistburn's here and Kilburn are here to go. Introducing, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, <laughs> it's the man you've been waiting for. It's Vern, and Pop's like that old man's Vern. This is going to be easier. He can knock off early, uh, <laughs> and then he's like super embarrassed because no one else is joining in his dissing of this old man who's just shown up. And Vern's kind of like, is like, ah, oh, you're pretty saucy, but the other ex-generals know that I'm a fucking badass. And I tell you what, as a reward for getting this far, I didn't expect you to get this far this quick. It's actually genuinely impressive. Well fucking done. Um, I'll fight you, but I won't fight you with two boys. Just me versus all of you guys, all right? Just to make it fair. Just make it even as possibly as I can. <laughs> uh... I think, I think there's like two or three arcs after this part, so I don't know where this how, is going. <laughs> how is there more? I don't understand. I, I'm 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 enjoying the fact that I can't possibly comprehend. But yeah, um, <laughs> you're at the last boss level. The boss is just fucking shown up. I'm just like, well, this is it. This is the end, right? This is it. It's like, no, we're halfway through. <laughs> fucking what? Yeah, apparently, like around the dragon, from what I was reading on the wiki, the around like the the dragon knights part with Baron, I think they got the go ahead to take it a lot longer. Oh, okay, okay. Hopefully, uh, they won't put in like I, I doubt filler, but like yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, there's I don't think there's much. I don't think there's any filler. It's uh, I'm talking okay. about I'm talking about the comic, not the anime. Um, ah, yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay, so I think I think actually have more to work from. Fair yes, enough. the anime is on pace with the comic, I believe. So, mm. if mm. I have anything, it's had to cut stuff out of the comic to <laughs> maintain the pace. Uh, sure. So, it has the opposite of filler. It takes stuff out rather than puts stuff in. Um, those put some stuff in here and there. Um, mm. Mm. 
like a little bit more details about the uh, the big dragon and whatnot. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's where we, yeah, where we left. A showdown between the big boss and our heroes. What are they going to do? All rush him at once by the looks of the trailer. <laughs> uh, it looks like he's going to be cheap as fuck and just shoot magic everywhere and lots of fights. So sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I still suspect Yunkel's alive. Not Yunkel, Hadler's alive, and that means his his uh, chess pieces will still be alive. Yeah, because like they're so prominent in the intro, and like the idea, like because because um, Baron got his whole it's like, ah, oh, die, funny. I could, if only I could have been a father to you. You are my dad. It's like I can't hear you. I'm dying. Ah, uh, he got his whole fucking bit at the end. It's like it feels that that feels good. That feels like a good ending to that. But um, Hadler just going like, wait, what? My boss is going to fucking kill me. Ah, explosion. That doesn't feel like a satisfying ending. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty uh, weird. It'd be, uh, hmm. it'd be like the ending to Red Hood. Uh, <laughs> you'd, th- you'd think the comic would be wrapping up if that was just the way he was left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch them kill Verdi one episode next week. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what are we gonna do uh beach party um, there's still a month left of this anime before we have to put another one in um mm-hmm. no it's probably going on for another uh i guess three more cores i guess mm. what episode around 56 50, um, 56. 56 yeah so we're only a few weeks into the second year of the show so if it's it's probably going two years overall yeah probably probably is it is it set for like a hundred or has it set a? I I don't think they've set a number, but I think people were like, oh, we're halfway through. From the comic. Yeah, yeah from yeah, the yeah. comic. So, because there's mm. a surprising amount of the comic. Um, <laughs> then we got Muta King, the Dancing Hero, episode six, Stand Alone, uh, in which our heroes decide exactly the thing I said last week. They've got to write a new song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,. They don't really gel well because Mateki's like, it's like, oh, we got to clean up our workspace before we work. And it's like, nah, man, I need creative freedom. I'm a DJ. Um, You're wearing on socks. Socks don't have to match. <laughs> yes, they do. I, I solved this problem by buying all white socks, so it doesn't fucking matter which socks I'm looking at. And they're like, stop being like my mum. And he kicks him out. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so they. He mopes around for a bit, then he goes to the arcade, but then VV gives him more confidence again. So he's going to, mm. okay, we'll go and get back together. But when he goes back, DJ's recruiting uh, Suter King. He's got him a cool helmet and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which then, yeah, he's like, oh, God, no, how terrible. I'm just going to have to fight the bad guys alone. Mm. Uh, which he tries and fails. So not only does he fail, but he fails on live TV, and everyone's yes. like, "Ah, Muda King, what are you doing? You can't interfere with the concert, man." Yeah. So, but they're back together by the end of the episode because, hey, it's destiny. They're partners. Wouldn't have anyone else beside him. Let's get this song. Also, written. Suteki, while he's on the top end of all the fucking current trends, I'm not sure how dependable he is. No. But I do wonder whether they're going to have to like do like a uh, duet at some point. Um, mm-hmm. Even though, of course, they don't actually sing; they just dance. Um, when he sings, he's that Muda King sings his own theme. Just see, I thought he just danced to his theme. I thought the song just played um, and he dances to it. There's definitely bits where his mouth is moving, um, <laughs> where he's singing like about heart and heart, you know that kind of thing. And he hits the guy with two stars that fall from the sky. Uh, anyway, we shall we shall see. Um, and then, yeah, it's very clear by the end that Aida is Aurora. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, if it wasn't already. Yeah. And Octic think they've won. They think mm, it was like, now that all the heroes have been destroyed, um, I, don't, I, I you really need to finish your job there, lads. Uh, like, yes. Check. Um, mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he just thinks they're not in any position to beat him. He doesn't think they're destroyed. He just thinks, because they failed yeah. to beat him twice now in a row, that... Uh, that's it. Then what could they do? It's not like they're going to write that, another song. That'll destroy their confidence, and we should be fine. Um, there's a few nice bits in this, like the the bits with the kids in the arcade, where they're like, "Oh, 
the town used to be so colourful and full of life. Then Octane came along. But then again, we were never out much in the thing. And it's just like, is that alluding to the thing before where they were like the, the baddies of the last um, yeah. Luda King? And I think he's going to, I mean, he's going to take his, his granny's angry dance at DJ Burning Food as, as inspiration <laughs> for his dance. Because he looked at her kind of feet and he's like, aha, that's a new dance move that all the kids will love. Um, just some good bits in this, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's I like I quite like how it slowed the pace down in this arc. Yeah, 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 and the fact that we're like the format kind of is very different. Is like I'll try and play the tape deck by myself, and um, I take the octopus hormones into my heart, and okay, now I'm Muda King, and I was like, I'll try doing the dance moves during her song because you've got no DJ backing you up, and it's like doesn't work. It's the the format's very different. He didn't even he he asked DJ. He's like, "Do you go to the diner often?" It's like, "Dude, I'm not after your girlfriend. Don't worry about it." Yeah. Um. So he doesn't even go to the diner. Like the format's completely broken. So yeah. 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 It's uh it's a lot of fun and it's got surprising amount of depth to it. But he had to like do those formula ones, I think. <laughs> yes. To have yeah, the effect sure. that it's having on these last two episodes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Then, finally tonight, Lupin the Third, Part 6, Episode 4, The Killers in the Diner, mm. uh, in which Mamoru Oshii delivers us an episode of Vlad Love in the form of a <laughs> Lupin the Third episode. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, I, I was going to say, is it more like book um, references, but it is also movie references, so yeah. It is, but and also. But- it's Other another... anime references. Yes. Since fucking Galgo 13 is just like, hey, it's me. I'm, I'm hanging in the background. <laughs> That's cool. And I'm the guy from uh, the uh, Mexico Robert Rodriguez's um, Mexico trilogy. And there's yeah, the killer uh, from John Woo's The Killer. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there's other ones that I didn't pick up on. But yes, the most oh, obvious definitely. one yeah. is Galgo 13. I mean, like, it's literally just him, but his hair is kind of blonde. That's yeah, the... apparently he's done this as before. He's adapted this story before <laughs> in sure. the Caribus stories, and it had a Golgo 13 in it as well. Uh, <sighs> so it is an adaptation of Ernest Hemingway's The Killers. Mm. About... While also heavily referencing the fact that that is yes, a book. It is a, but it's also book. about that short story and all the characters know that they're in a story that resembles the killers because they've deliberately set it up to do it so, so this is an adaptation of the film the killers right i don't think it's i think there's much to do with the film i think the film so this is more an adaptation lo- of the book yes with characters who are killers from fiction yes um who at least some of them seem to be aware that they are the characters in this story about the story that they literally have the book there that yes. they're from and playing the parts of and they're trying to get a rare version of the book that the cia were using as a cipher yeah the original um it, it, when it was published as an original short story as opposed to when it was collected later on because yes. the collection later on had edits so yeah. therefore it would edit extra words added and that kind of thing. It wouldn't work as a cipher. Yes. Also the episode references every story that's in that collection. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure. And in case you didn't get most of these references, they explained it all in the second half. Yeah, the first half is that. And then the second half is them explaining all of that. Uh, all the various uh, author connections with Hemingway and shit. I was, I never thought I'd see James Joyce in an anime. I'd be honest with you. Um I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, it it goes from Vlad Love in the first part to Pat, Pat Labour in the second, Pat Labour two rather <laughs> in the second half, as we get this international conspiracy of spies that inv- hangs around this uh, short story, the original pu- French published version of the short story. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it begins with these two twin hitmen walking into a diner where they are served by its. It's uh, she's dressed Can like. Call her a surly waitress. It's a surly waitress, but it's based on the uh, the Wendy's logo. Yeah, and, yeah but the, also the, the long stocking. Yes, thing. but yeah. also like the colours are the Anna Green Gables colours. But oh, but the sticking okay, out the, the position of the pigtail. I thought it was just an Anna Green Gables reference, but it suddenly dawned on me just now that the position of the 
where the pigtails are sticking out is definitely a Wendy's reference, which makes sense because it's a diner. Um, hmm. Yeah, and it's mostly like these two twins going up and being jerks at a at a at an eatery, basically, while everyone in the restaurant who's clearly an assassin yes. who has a has a hidden or not hidden weapon on them. And just kind of like giving each other dirty looks as another assassin walks in or going to the bathroom. Um, Golgo gets a package. It is his gun. Um, that kind of shit. Like that's going on in the background, which is very funny. While they're just being horrible customers, really. One's very friendly and chatty and trying to chat up the waiters. And the other one's like, shut the fuck up, man. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Um, it's 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 very good. I, I did enjoy yeah. that. And they, stuff a lot. they both look like Jigen, but aren't Jigen. And yet, and they don't. They, they both look like Lupin and yes. Jigen, but more so like an amalgamation of both at the same time. Yes. Uh, and their voices aren't Lupin or Jigen's voices yes. as you were familiar with them. Uh, yeah. But of course, it turns out that they are indeed Lupin and Jigen. And also, the one that you thought was Lupin was Lupin, and the one yes. you thought was Jigen was Jigen. Yeah. And the waitress turns out to be uh, Fujiko, which they're, they're cutting on to when they order their sandwiches. Uh, and they're terrible it's a fucking ham and egg sandwich and a ham and bacon sandwich how do you f- like at the point out how do you fuck that up that's a very simple very nice sandwich when, if your food you go you just steal stuff and then get other people to make the sandwiches for you <laughs> I would uh, imagine yeah. and yet she's still offended that they criticised her cooking um, mm. uh, and then similarly they're trying to find out the location of this guy uh, all the hitmen are after that because the, the thing they keep suggesting is like, hey, we want the mashed potatoes. Like, uh, it isn't dinner, it's served till six, so you can get sandwiches up to that point. And it's like, oh, does a, does a guy come here for dinner? Like this specific Swedish guy? Um, and that's the guy they were looking for. He yes. stole the one of the original copies of this, the killer's book, uh, not realizing it's A, worth, and B, a lot of people would kill you for that because it's a cipher to some governmental secrets and shit. Yes. To the point yeah. where the US, even after firing the guy who introduced that cipher, cannot get rid of the cipher, basically. Yeah, it would still reveal a bunch. Yeah, and Red Fujiko catches up to him. Like in the short story, he's just yes. there waiting. He's not concerned mm. that he's uh, going to be shot. Uh, and then when she meets up with Lupin and Jigen at the end, after we've had our massive story of what actually is going on in this episode, uh, they're like, well, so you did, that, did you actually kill him? Because uh, we just we just came in to have some fun with all those hitmen. <laughs> yeah. Also, we want to cut. Um, yes. Because we did all the heavy lifting. Uh, and she's like, "No, I let him go in return for the book." Because hmm. you initially see like the apartment that he's holed up in, depressed, and you see the you see and hear the gunshot. Um, not, again, nice, nice cinematic framing. Nice to know he's not just a cinema buff; he can also do the framing well. Um, but then you kind of hear the moped. Uh, put her off after um, Lupin has explained all this authorial references in the first part. It's like, hey, wait a minute, is that him getting away? It's like, yeah, that's him getting away. It's fine. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I can understand why many people will not enjoy this episode. Um, uh, I had a blast. It, like I, again, it's it's exactly exactly what you expect from the person you got to do it. But it also it doesn't feel wrong as a Lupin thing. It's like it's a it's a random weird adventure, and it's just like yeah, that that feels right. Yeah, for particularly if you look up Lee Marvin in the sixty four adaptation of the Killers, <laughs> and it's pretty much Jigen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, I always knew that Lee Marvin was like one of the influences in Jigen's. Uh, and then I hadn't realised exactly which things it was, and then I saw that I was like, oh, okay, righty ho, I know exactly uh, what we're doing here. Uh, so I, I look forward to Jigen having to reenact Paint My Wagon. Um, uh, that should be a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, is, is there much where we get uh, Akiyotsuka singing? He, he's he, got to have albums. He must. Shit have, out, he must. He, he must do. I was gonna say, surely they, amazing baritone. Fuck off if he does. They must yeah. have had like a character song for him as Blackbeard. Yeah, maybe. Um, Unless they're saving the Blackbeard song. That that's true. Be. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they do the character songs for the Straw Hats, uh, which makes me wonder yeah. whether we've we we've. I think uh, have they re-recorded Family with Jinbei in yet? They must have done by now. With the rest of the yeah, because <laughs> they normally do a new version of that whenever 
a new member of the crew joins. <laughs> and you, uh, you yeah, want to get that version good. in quick before Yamato joins the crew. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yes, the director, Kazuhiro Suita. Is there anything else I know them from? Because I've got, I like the look of this one. It's, oh, it's the same director who did episode two. And okay. that, I think that's been the best episode so far outside of this one uh, in terms of looks. Um, oh, uh, another thing I see around, well, around Ireland in general, like is references to, besides James Joyce, I didn't expect to see Ladbrokes in a... Yes, Ladbrokes, yes. The, uh, <laughs> the barely changed signs. Like I said, they, they some missed, the screw fix one was missed in episode two. Yeah, um, yeah. Too, like, you should have just screw fits or something. Yeah. You would have been fine. Yeah. Or maybe they just figured it was too far in the background. No one was going to notice. But uh... <laughs> you, know, you notice if you see it every day. Yes. I, th- I think in Japan yeah. you're not going to notice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a special thing watching it in the UK. You can see all, mm. the, all the brands you know slightly changed, or in some cases not. <laughs> um, oh, he's been around a while. Uh, worked on character design for Lord of Lords Reunite. Uh, any director stuff because I'm enjoying it so um, uh, unit director on Conan stuff unsurprised oh there's so much Conan material coming <laughs> there's, oh shit okay there, I, there's the I don't know if it's let me just check the di- well we're still on uh, just to check whether there's any Conan we need to worry about next week but yeah I th- could be there's like two mini series going to Netflix. Ooh. Uh, oh, there is indeed a code hand we've we've currently missed. We'll have oh. to catch up next week. <laughs> uh, that's the problem. Like, you can <laughs> sneak them in there pretty quick. Yeah, I think it's because of the previous year when there was like no no original no no there was all original material, no canon stuff. Yeah, no, but yeah, no, there was one on yeah. October 30th, one on November 6th. Oh, yeah. bugger. Bugger, we missed it. Right, we'll have to watch, check in on uh, Mamiji Uka's Challenge uh, mm. next week. I might watch that. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so this is part of, this is the thing I was checking to see whether mm. it was going to be its own separate thing or whether it's part of the serialization in Detective Conan. There's the adaptation of the Police Academy edition Wild Police Story, mm. uh, which is the spin-off about various uh, cop characters and uh, uh, Zero when they were at Police Academy, as has been hinted in recent main right. stories. We've got those those bits and things there. But then there's another Zero spin-off, which is going to Netflix. And then there's a, the... I guess it's a comedy, but it's a it's a series about the silhouette character that represents the murderers in, in all the stories. Oh, okay. The Yeah, the indistinct, not man, not woman, just yes. evil-looking silhouette. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a series about them as well. I think they're both spin-off comic adaptations i'm not so deep into conan but they yeah the trailers for them went up the same day as those multiple trailers for jojo's bizarre adventure which will Uh be in as we're recording this uh it will be actually exactly three weeks from today I, i'm only sighing because of the fucking entire dumping of it all at once well it's or not, not all, all of it, it but no it's uh, a chunk the, of the it. big dump of it at once yeah 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 a chunk of it at once it's like here you go here's some jojos to keep you going over christmas um, i mean i appreciate the gesture because you're not just parse it out like you know uh one a week i don't know mad fucking idea um <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe that was always the plan maybe the numbers on the one they are doing that with of pointing them in this direction. Mm. Um, I don't. I didn't check to see whether it's going to get a dub straight away. Um, oh, that might yeah. also be part of it. It could have been a thing to delay it enough to. But I mean, I'm, once, I mean, yeah, because yeah, if it is getting a dub straight away, that does suggest that they might have had most of it produced and finished. Mm. 
some time back, which would be a good sign. And certainly those trailers are a good sign because I, it, for my for my money from what we've seen of it so far, it looks better than part five. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the show? It's Blue Period, isn't it? That's the one there. They're doing weekly at the moment. Okay. Uh, yeah, new episode weekly, and also Comey can't communicate. That is also new episode weekly. Oh, I saw that on on Netflix. I haven't checked it out though. There's so many things to check out. Anyway, that's what we checked out this week. We'll have another two things to watch. So I may watch them immediately after finishing recording this. <laughs> go and watch some Conan. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. Why is it always I go? I, I think or oh, better check, and then it's always. We're either half part way through. It's always two episodes in or something. But this is only a two episode story. Uh but then yeah. yeah, yeah. December fourth, apparently, that police academy uh anime starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can confuse people by calling it the police academy anime. Um I've not watched that police academy cartoon since I was a small child. Probably I'm, for the best. I imagine it's terrible. Yeah. In my mind, I've filed it alongside the rock and wrestling cartoon. Mm, Yeah, okay. I I mean, like, it's probably more, for lack of a better term, relevant than that, because obviously by the time rock and wrestling came out, all the wrestlers had changed in the meantime. (laughs) That's true, yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, whereas generally they just continue to adding people to the Police Academy casts. Uh, yeah, a yeah. few people left, but I think it was generally more. Uh, anyway, this is all discussion for an entirely different podcast, not one which looks yeah. at weekly anime. So let's wrap up for now. Goodbye. Bye.